Your go-to girls, Jill Vanek and Lauren Sherwin, flip the script and give you a weekly dose of career advice, banter, and the insider office gossip. You have all heard the phrase, your go-to guy. We are Are your your go-to girls. It's the go-to girls. We're back post-Turkey Day. Post-Thanksgiving. Post-Thanksgiving. What were you most thankful for? What was I most thankful for? My health and my charming personality. Amen to that, sister. <laughs> Amen to that. For real. No pumpkin pie on the table. That's no, what I was thinking. I know. For. I thought about you when I had some. Did you did you enjoy I had it apple thoroughly? and pumpkin and I loved it both? See, I had pecan. And so good. It's so sugary though. Pecan. Like, do you ever like it's just a lot at one sitting? I don't I don't do pecan or pecan. Do you ever have pie any other time of the year? Never. No, that's what I was I'm thinking saying. about the I was thinking about that when I was like having apple and pumpkin i was like pie is great but when do i ever ever go get a pie exactly like i don't go into a diner and i'm like "Mm, let me have a slice of blueberry like i just don't eat it it was great though yeah it was such a relaxing thanksgiving good no travel with the fam it was so nice well you made the sides how did they go the sides were great okay well the green bean casserole did not turn out well (laughs) so so green beans were raw what i brought like i i didn't buy the canned green beans i went like you went like organic organic trader joe's yeah like wegman snap like the ones we have to cut off the ends you're trying to get fancy and i like it said to steam them but i don't think i steamed them long enough because then when i baked in the casserole they were still hard as shit i will i'm gonna say one thing the fact that you even know how to steam something i'm already impressed i literally would be like do i put it over a dryer like i wouldn't even know what to do coming from you that's not a compliment (laughs) when you've sweaters literally in your oven i mean that's not that's not saying anything but yeah like i felt bad like everyone like had like mashed potatoes were good the sweet potatoes were good like all the other sides but then it was like went to town the green bean casserole and i was really proud of myself but no one finished it on their plate because it was like eaten raw raw sedge it was like raw raw green beans not well, great. You can't win them all. I tried. You did. That's that's more than me. I showed up. That's all you did? Yeah. You Literally didn't all I did. You didn't help at all? I opened the wine and I showed up. That was it. I know. I need to contribute more. Are you contributing to Christmas? Uh, no, I also don't do that. You just show up. Just You're just happy to be here. Just happy to be I here. I just show up. No, literally, I know how to make almost next to nothing. And I'm dead serious on that. I need to learn how to cook. I need to take a cooking class. Do you want to cook though? No. Like, have you ever at night been like, man, I want to make myself dinner? No, I like the end result, but no. I did take a cooking class once actually with three of my friends. It was so much fun, but I took none of those skills. So like for dinner, when you have your cereal from the fridge, is that what you're having pretty consistently for dinner? Yeah. Or like a microwave, like Annie's tofu bowl or, you know, stuff like that. It's about as far as we're going here. When's the last time you made yourself like chicken? Oh, can't like cook yourself. You know what I pull out? So my mom taught me two recipes. The only recipes I know are chicken. Okay. I only pull them out when I'm trying to impress a boy. And like I make it sometimes on like a later date, I'll be like, oh, do you want me to cook you dinner? And then it's a catastrophe. What do you make? What kind of chicken? I make chicken and berries or chicken and wine sauce. (laughs) Chicken and wine sauce is actually legit so good. Chicken and berry. So that's what you have the options for the date is either chicken and berries or chicken and wine sauce. I remember one time I made pasta with it to be like, oh, we need like a side, not a side, but something else. And it was so out. What's al dente when it's really hard, right? When you overcook it, it was so overcooked. It was, I'm not, no. I mean, I'm not a cook. I'm not the cook for our family either. So Jared's the cook. Jared's the cook. Yeah. How does he know what he's doing? I think he just read. 
You I just mean, try. You know what I mean? You I try and you need to. I think so too. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not a good skill I'm great at, but I think at some we're point trying. I should learn. Yeah. But we're like, we're, for Christmas, we'll do like filet. We'll do the whole thing. See, that's nice. But my dad will do all like that, like the meats and stuff like that. I'm not messing yeah. with that. No. Messing with filet. No, that's like a, that's a lot. That's a dad job. That's too much. That's a dad it's job. Much. It's well, tis we're back. Season. Tis the season. And you have your pink tree behind you. Oh my God. I have my hot pink tree. I'm obsessed with it. It's cute. It's right. It's, it's like really perfect cute. for this little apartment. And your $500 ornaments that you bought. Oh my God. West Elm. I absolutely spent probably $500. On How much ornament. is that total tree behind you? Seven fifty. Guys, <laughs> no. no <laughs> guys, it's four. It's literally four feet tall and it's bright pink and it has the most beautiful ornaments like an elephant glass well, bulb. You know, I'm psycho. You did not spend seven fifty on that. Did no, you? Here's my thought process. I looked at it as a long-term investment <laughs> because what? <laughs> because I wanted, I'm particular. So I, okay, guys, my tree is pink, but it's not gaudy. It's four it's feet like tall. Classy we'll put it on the, Insta- we'll put it on the Instagram. We'll put it on Insta. I didn't want like red bows and purple things. I wanted an aesthetic, a modern cascade look of glass balls and pink ornament for $750. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying that's probably roundabout, but I will have that tree forever. And since oh. I'll probably be alone forever, it will continue <laughs> to have a place it's in upset. my bar. How tall do you think it is? Five foot. It's five. I foot know three. that for a fact. Okay. There's an elephant on the top. Yeah. Well, I just put that there because I had one. That's got to be a $75 ornament. No. Ornament. <laughs> At least that thing is $75. Here's the thing, Lauren. I wanted a certain aesthetic. Who comes over here for Christmas? Almost no one. No I know. One Are that. you like hosting anything? Negative. <laughs> hey, it's for you, girl. It's for me. It's for you. It's for me. But I did want a tree and it is up and it is pink and it's fabulous. Speaking of modern and bougie. Yes. Tell us where you were today and, oh. the, and the lovely woman you were with. The apartment hunt continues. So tonight, our special guest is none other than Joanne Vanek. Mama Vanek's here. Mama Vanek. I'm going to ask her all the nitty gritty questions. Oh, she'll give it to you. Mama Vanek pulls no punches. Yeah. But she is here because, you know, I need a second set of eyes when I'm looking for an apartment because I tend to get very excited about things. Literally like one time back in the day, we were looking for an apartment and it was the shittiest thing. It was literally like a hole in the ground. I was like, I love it. And And she's like, absolutely not. What would we do without our moms? That's what I'm saying. Like you need that second set of eyes and someone to be like, not impressed, not great. See, my mom will tell me right away too. She'll be like, oh, you look great. Or like, no, that's a no. Or yes for this, no for this. I'd be lost without her. Yeah, you need like that honest perspective. So we went, this was day one. Well, I've hunted for apartments before, but this is decision time. Like I'm really gonna make a decision. you're out of here when? I'm out of here March. March. So soon, and you know, everyone gives their 60 days. Like I need to start. It's time. And um, saw a couple places, but um, I have to say it lives up to its name. We looked at the Atlantic today. You guys, the Atlantic is over. It's above Stake 48, where I don't know if you've heard of them. Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin were spotted. <laughs> Just no having a casual dinner. MB day. Stake 48 actually looks sick. Like so cool inside. That might be like a holiday treat we might need to do. I think we should go to the bar and at least have like, I want to say a martini, even though I don't drink them. Like that would be a fun place to do it. I feel like that's, you can have to have a martini there. Yeah. I was at, you know where I was the other day? I went to the W for a drink. With a man. Yes. <laughs> Who ditched you? He did ditch me. <laughs> he did ditch me. But the W lobby is, I liked it. You were into it? Their drinks were awesome. I feel like Philly's starting to step it up a little bit in terms of Four their Four Seasons. Games. Have you been to Four Seasons yet? No, haven't been there. Amazing. 
But isn't that insane to get? Isn't there a restaurant there like JG Willenworth? John George. Oh, or John George. JG Willenworth. No. JG Wentworth. Is that there a was, commercial for I thought, a car? I think it is, but I thought there was a JG story. Like there's some restaurant in one of them, one of those hotels. John I thought it was something else. No, isn't it like a Sky Lounge in one of them? Yes, it's called yeah. like Sky Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like JG like a, is John George. <laughs> yeah. Or JG Wentworth is also a, like, I think a lawyer or a construction firm. I swear to God. Dude, you're having a day. You're having a day. I thought JG was like. <laughs> John George. JG. Put those two together. What do you get, girlfriend? What do you get? I'm dead. You good now? I literally thought it was two separate restaurants. I can't wait to take you to Four Seasons now that you can go experience <laughs> no, it. I'll be like out of my comfort zone. No, wow. we'll literally stay. We'll stay in the lobby. We can't go any further than no, that. No, I should not be allowed anywhere past we, that point. No, we'll just stay in the lobby. No. That's where we're welcome. But we did tour the Atlantic, which I've heard so much hype about, and it lives up to the hype. It was beautiful. Beautiful. So that's the number one contender. Well, here's why it's a number one contender. A truly, like I'm a giving person. Like I'm thinking of us, um, particularly because there is a soundproof podcast room. That's amazing. Where we could do all of our podcasts. I have to tell you though, I'm a little concerned about that. What? Because we us can barely room. we can barely talk on we can barely turn this thing on when we've had it set up. Like this thing hasn't moved since episode one. We're on episode like thirty something. This thing has never moved, and yet we still every single time before we start have to do technical checks to make sure we're good. Full blown. We need, we need a technician. We I need to negotiate in the lease. Like, can we just leave this set up full time down yeah, there? Yeah, because us having to move this every week. True. True. Like no up. way. No way. No way we have a successful no way. podcast every single week. That's true. We we need to figure that out. But it how take sick would the podcast room be? I feel like we should decorate it because who else is going to use that podcast room? Yeah, we should put like our sign up there. Well, she was like, there was a piano there too. And she's like, are you a musician? I was like, absolutely Did not. Did you tell her you're a podcaster? I, I said, I said, but, and I saw a table. I said, but I do have a podcast with my co-host Lauren. And she's like, great. This is soundproof. We record all day. How did you feel? Oh, it felt great. I loved it. It's an amenity I could use. Like there's right. a huge child like playroom, which was awesome. But like, I, that's not for me. I'm not going to use that. Right. You have no, well, tubs. We can throw him in there. True. Oh, there was a sick dog run. Tubbs would have the Atlanta. I could just see you there. I could. If it's bougie and sexy, you need to be a part of it. After this dump, we got to get out of here. I think it's the woman I really am inside. (laughs) Yeah, it's time. She lives at the Atlantic. It's time. We can't deal with flooding anymore. We just need, we got to go. We're over it. So what's up with parking? Am I getting valeted? Listen to this. Okay. Parking. $495 $495 a month valet only option. There's a touch screen that you can call to get it. Now, is that bouge? Yes. Do I want to live that life? Yes. Am I also going to look at the parking lot rates around the corner? Yes. I was going to say, are you buying the black on black Range Rover then to have the car there to valet? It black might be time. Bob, my black on black. So I don't, I think I've talked about the podcast. I have an investment fund called Bob, black on black, matted out Range Rover. It is literally like jaw rules car. Like I'm getting like Nas. what you want. Yeah. Nas's car. I'm going to custom it out. Here's the thing though. I feel like it's going to be T minus 10 years until I can get Bob. (laughs) It might be a while. (laughs) So we're just going to roll in what we got. Well, because I feel like Bob, then I feel like, do I really want a G wagon, which is like $105,000. That's aggressive. Bob's like 80. You're buying a $700 Christmas tree and you can get Bob. 
Yeah, I might need to start skimping on that thing will look ornaments. Good. That thing will look good in your new place <laughs> at the Atlantic. It will. It will look good. So there are some options out there. I will keep everyone updated. But the Atlantic is a big front runner. Bouge. Oh, and they have a sick terrace where we could do some networking events. Literally could fit up to like 200 people. As long as it takes care of the go-to girls, that's all that I need yeah, to know. I think we're good. Put us at your number one priority when you're looking at like your checklist. Make sure it checks off all the boxes for us. 100%. It's going to happen. So introduce us to who's here with us tonight. So we have Joanne Marie Vanek. Mama Vanek is here. And she's here to help me look for apartments. But we wanted to have her on the podcast because I have conversations with her all the time. Now, Lauren and I are going to have conversations. I think it is fascinating to hear her opinion on the progression of women or the lack of progression of women in the workforce, marriage, et cetera, over the past 50 years. Yeah. So she had a long storied career. She started as a nurse. Well, you can go into this mom, but started as a nurse, ended up in pharma, like, mm-hmm. you know, run, ran the gamut, always worked while we were growing up. Okay. We moved because my dad was in the military, always had a job, always worked. I remember going to take your daughter to work day, all of that stuff. Yeah. But she got married at 22, mm. like old school. Like what, when did you get married? 77? 77. Yeah. So wild. 1977. So, yeah. It'll be 44 years this month. 44 years this month. Have been the best 44 years of your life? <laughs> well, I don't the best and the worst. <laughs> it's hard to say. No, 40, it's been 40. wonderful. And when you think about it, getting married at 22, what the hell did we know about each other? Right. I, I well, mean, how long did you guys know each other for? About a year and a half. That's wild. And he was in school. He went to the Coast Guard Academy. I was in nursing school. We both graduated like around the same time. He went on a ship. Yeah. So he was gone months at a time. And then we got married. Did you guys cohabitate before you got married? Oh, God, no. You. I was thinking about that. When I was thinking about what I was going to talk about, you did not do that. See? That was like not a thing. And true story, I have to tell you this. So we're both Catholic. Oh, yeah. So Amen. God bless our... Uh, so- What's your favorite Catholic song? Is my first question. One One body. And everyone on Eagle's Wings will sing for you tonight. So before we got married, we had to go to pre-Cana classes. Well, it was a big deal because he was out to sea all the time. So we had to go to a pre-Cana weekend. Yep. And it was at some university or something in New Jersey. So anyway, we went and it was, oh, it was God awful. You know, they have a priest there, then they have a marriage, uh, you know, a married couple there the worst. that are like frumpy and yeah. dumpy and have nine hundred. And kids. what they would do is they would read you these things and tell you their life experience. And then what they did, and this is getting to the women, they'd say, Okay, we all want you we want you all to answer these questions independently. So they would give us a question about, you know, what about money? What about raising kids? And the women stayed in the classroom. They sent the men back up to the rooms to write out the questions, nah. which I never understood. Why does he get to go to the room? Right. And every freaking time after we were done, the time was up, they'd say, okay, ladies, go up to you know your partner and talk. And he was either reading the sports page yeah. or he was asleep on the bed. Perfect. He... But one question, we went home, and my mother and father lived not far from there. And we got in the door, and my mother says, oh, how was the weekend? What was it like? 
And we were like, oh. I said, mom, it was stupid. Yeah. It was stupid. And she said, well, what do you mean? I mean, now, mind you, this is 1977. I said, they asked you all these stupid questions. She said, well, like what? I said, well, they asked you, what would you do if you ever saw your mate nude before you got married? No. <laughs> so my mother looked at me, God is my witness, and she said, Joe, can you imagine if somebody had to say yes to that? <laughs> Now the world we live in. So Now the world we live in. So I looked at my now husband. He looked at me and we were like, we're out of here. We're done. <laughs> Pre-Cana was the worst. I was going to say, what was it like for you? Because pre-Cana, so to all of our non-Catholic listeners, yeah. pre-Cana is, and Lauren can now describe it, but they basically, if you want to get married in the Catholic church, you have to, it is by the Catholic church. They will not let you get married unless you take this class and you pay a fee, you pay a fee. And it is so, it, you tell me, but it's like everything I hear is it's so old school, like so old school. birth, birth control. And they, they just are not with modern times. Yeah, no, it's so old school. We did, um, a weekend in Florida, we had to do it. We went to a Catholic church and did it. And Jerry is not Catholic. Okay. So which he must have been like, bless America, because that was a process to go through because we had to do extra things because he wasn't Catholic. Right. So we had to do extra meetings with like the couple that they pair you with to make sure that we're going to raise our kids Catholic. And then why isn't he Catholic? And like, like making all these choices. Holtish does that yeah, sound? Yeah, it's so bad. The and then like you David have Koresh style. Like, yeah, gross. You have someone come in to talk about financials with you and then gives out their business card after if you need a financial advisor. Mm, interesting. You have someone who comes and talks about um, natural family planning. And again, has like 20 kids. Right. Like a loves quiver the Lord. Like, and yeah, like, yeah. It, and you have Subway subs. Like Duggar style. Yeah, you had Subway for lunch and that was it. And then they're like, may the Lord, you know, one bread, one body. Here we go. Pre-canon, my pe- mind. Pre-canon needs a little now, update. Let me ask you this: Did you and Jared live together before you got married? We did. We you lived did. in sin. Mm-hmm. We lived but, in sin. Uh, but I love it. I think you need to test out the goods. Like I see, but you, can it was you a live big together? thing. I mean, that was the first thing because Jerry had moved to Florida when I was working for Disney. Moved from Chicago to Florida, and he's like, "If I'm going to do this, right." I can't do this on my own. Like I know nobody. Like if we're going to do this, let's do this together. Makes sense. But the first thing he did was call my dad and say, That's John, respectful. would you be okay with this? Like, this is what we're thinking. And it took my parents, like, oh, they had to think about it a little bit. Yeah. And I think it was a lot for them to like, That's a lot. But we didn't tell my grandma. I don't think my grandmother knew. I don't think she ever knew. I feel like that generation is so old school. Yeah. Can't do it. I, I would agree. However, I do think and I'm a proponent, you should live together. You do. However, when my sons were with their fiancés and he, they were engaged. And when they would come home to my, our home, I would put them in separate rooms. Now I know that's stupid because they would live together, but there was just something, I don't know whether it was like, you know, my mother in my ear or something that just said, okay, like not in, under my roof, but I do believe that it's really important to, we were to live together. We lived together, but when we came home for the holidays, Jerry and I had to stay in separate rooms, even when we were engaged until we got married. Until we were married, we could not stay in the same room at my parents' house, which I respected that. 
I get. I'm, I'm, I, get I mean, that. I get we live together, respect, but it's like they're home they're, and they're like home. you exactly. respect the space and all that. Like I totally get that. Exactly. I mean, I think what's fascinating though is I really, I truly believe this. I think it's such an interesting time to be a woman right now. Like I think it's it's so progressive in so many ways, but it, in a lot of ways it's not. Like, let me ask you this, and even for you, Lauren, and I know obviously you're even younger than me, but I feel like if I say I was your age, mom, like a 40 year old single woman when you were younger was unheard of. No, like, like, would you, what's that called a spinster? Right. Like what a sad, sad, like for real, that was a whole thing. Yeah. I I went to nursing school and I was one of the last ones to get married out of my class, which is crazy, which was like, I've, and I say one of the last ones. I graduated in 1976. I got married in 1977. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, but everybody got married young. Um, I had a sister who got married in her late 30s. And to be honest with you, I always felt bad because it was always like, well, why isn't she married? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you know, it was never an option that maybe she didn't want to get married or that she didn't find her soulmate to get married to. Yeah. I mean, it was just a thing. I mean, you never lived together. You never even thought about not changing your last name. I mean, that was just, I mean, you had the process of how to change your name on everything before you even, you even walk down yeah. the aisle. Yeah. I mean, that was like not even a discussion that you yeah. would have. Uh, so, I mean, it was just, it's different times, yeah. different times. So different. I mean, how do you feel about that, Jill? Like not being, like, what are the conversations you have with your mom about it? So I have to say like my parents, and, and I'm not just saying this cause she's sitting next to me, but you know, sometimes I hear horror stories, like they have always been nothing but support. I've been like, live your life, do your thing. And like, sometimes like, I remember like, I remember like truly two months ago. And I never talked to my dad about this, but you guys, you remember the story. Remember I went on the date and the guy threw the glass in the bushes and walked out. How could we forget park? How could we forget park? The night at park, that guy deserves to be shot in the privates. Let's just say that. And the hoo-hoo willies. We're going to shoot him right in the hoo-hoo willies. Did you tell your dad that he did that to you? I don't. I'm giggling so much. I told my dad, but then you know how obviously we can laugh on something here, but then I got so upset. I started, I was one of those psychos out in public. I was walking by the grocery store hysterically crying, like, no one will love me. <laughs> like I was, you know, when you get that snot totally. tears. Yeah. And you're just so overwhelmed. And I never talked to my dad about this, like ever. So he must've been like, what's, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, why do some people only have to go to bat one time and they meet their soulmate? I've yeah. been to bat 8,000 times. I've been out with everyone. It's people who smell, people who are this. Like yeah. I went on a rampage and he was just like, sometimes you just take more at bats. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't settle for the curveball. Like he yeah. was just, they, I have to say, they're so chill about live your life. Like do your thing. But you, you know what I mean? But you're so successful and you have so much going on for yourself. Like it's just, you You cannot settle. You have to find that right person I, to be able to fit your life. I do, but also I would be lying and I'm sure it's much less than in your generation, mom. I still feel pressure. I get all the yeah. time, oh my God, you're 40 and single or do you, well, why? You're, but you're so pretty. Why aren't you married? Or like, mm, well, well, but don't you want to do this forever? Like I still remember I was going to get my PhD and a really good guy friend said to me, well, why? why are you doing that? Don't you want to get married and have kids? Mm. Like it's these microaggressions that still exist that they would never, ever say that to a guy. I had a boss, my boss, two bosses ago. Remember I told you this, she was a woman and I was thinking about going to get my MBA mm-hmm. and I had to talk to her because I wanted tuition assistance tuition. from, this was an older company, not the one I'm in now. 
She said to me, swear to God, Lauren, she said, don't you want to focus on dating rather than getting your MBA? And I said, I can't believe this is really happening. Well, one thing that bothers me about that, that you say, and I've always hated it being in business. I don't think there's anything worse when women treat women like that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, I'm not going to give guys a pass, yeah. but you know, it's funny because my son sat here a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, guys are simple beings yeah. and, and a truer statement is one of the more profound thing that he's ever said to us. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. And I know he's listening. So. Totally. He's but, in his cop car right now exactly. listening somewhere on some yeah. some corner. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> what Shout you out, gonna do? Officer Vanek. Have a great night, Officer Vanek. Although he's switching today, so you're, <laughs> you're one ma- your one male listener God. might have just gone out the window. We have two. We have two male listeners. One of my best friends from New York, Alex Barker, li- listens every week, and he texts me every week. Shout out to him. Alex Barker, start texting me, please. Yeah, Can every you give single, me a shout out? Thank every you. Every single week gets a text about our updates on our podcast. So we have two male listeners. I mean, even Jer's fallen off. I mean, yeah. Jared's we're, not we're, consistent we're every week. We're down to the bare bottom. Yeah, we're down to two. All right. It's fine. Thank God. This is a no male zone. It's fine. Yeah. Does your dad still listen? Oh, how can okay. we forget? How can we forget Grande John? He would never miss an episode. <laughs> and then he calls me. He's like, I didn't. Oh, he was upset with me last time, though, because he said I dropped the F-bomb like 10 times in the COVID episode. And he was a little disappointed. Is he? A, he must be really upset at me then. Sorry, dad. Sorry, Grande John. Who, P.S., we're hunting you down. You're coming on this podcast. Yeah, we have all the parents. We got all the parents coming down. So, okay. So now what was I going to say? So I was talking about John. I I can't stand when men, again, they're simple creatures. Sometimes they don't really fully comprehend everything that you're going through. And And some of them are pretty ignorant to the fact that they're shall I use the word privileged in some ways, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to leadership positions and corporate America, et cetera. But it just irks me when women chew up women and spit them out. And I've seen it over and over again. And I just think it's deplorable. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to build somebody up and help them rather than knock them down. Well, I think a lot of that, and Lauren, I know you can speak to this or, or I'd love to hear what you think. Like, I think a lot of it though is it's fascinating the progress we have seen in terms of women outnumber men percentage-wise in terms of bachelor's degrees, higher education. However, they call it the broken rung of the corporate ladder. Women come out hot out the gate, but they fall off in that first managerial position. Still to this day, and I think all three of us can comment, there is a lack of of women in leadership. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay, as you move up the ladder, there might be a token female. And again, things along those lines, but this C-suite still to every company I've worked at is primarily white, older males. I agree. And again, maternity leave, women's, or I want to say women's issues, that didn't come out right. But you know what I'm saying? Like women focus benefits, things along those lines. Like they suffer because they don't have to think about those consequences. And I think the other interesting fact that you know I sink my teeth into I'll get the correct data, but you know, they did a poll, like men oftentimes have women at home taking care of the home. Women do three times the household labor that men do. Yeah. Whether you're CEO or whether you're an admin, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's still unbalanced. But I think it's hard too, because, and I wonder what you think about this, Ms. Vanit, but like, oh, we almost lost all the technical equipment. Are we all right? This is why we need a technician. This is why we need a podcast room. Hello. The mic literally almost fell over. With the pink tray, we're good. We're we're just making this happen. No, but I think I always wonder 
are, do women, when you go on maternity leave, or did you ever feel this way when you would step away from like, were you ever worried about that hindering you getting positions within work or growing or advancing to the career that you had? Because I worry about it. Well, I was in a little bit different position in that I was a nurse. Yeah. Which is predominantly female. Mm -hmm. Not predominantly, it was. I mean, you never saw a male nurse back in the day. So it was a little bit different um, for me. But I, I will say, unfortunately, two years ago, um, I was working and I had a counterpart. We were equal positions, a male. And we came time for what we called calibration and succession. And we were talking about all the individuals. And he said, well, we can't consider her. And I said, why not? She's our top performer. And he said, because she's out on maternity leave. Mm. I said, excuse me? I said, last time I looked, the company allows so much time off. Yep. You know, she's coming back within, you know, whatever time. The timeline, and yeah. even if she wanted to take a couple of weeks, so be it. Yep. Um, and he could not get past that. I mean, I literally, I, I said to him, I said, either you're going to be on board with this or we're going to bring in HR and we're going to have a discussion about it. Good so, you. you know, the problem is though, if, if maybe, I'm not even going to say a female, but it, if somebody was here not to, not there to push back, yep. that person would have been left out in the cold and it wouldn't have been right. So one of his male counterparts who wasn't out on maternity leave, maybe could go up the ladder, however, not being the most qualified person. Yeah. I'd rather wait and take a step back and wait for the best person, the most qualified person, than just take a warm body so you can say, okay, we got the spot. Yeah, but how many women are not getting those opportunities because people aren't speaking up at the table like you? Well, and I think it goes back to what I was saying before about women like chewing up women and spitting Mm -hmm. them out. You know, I I mean, I don't know that we promote one another to a degree that we really should or stick up for one another. Mm -hmm. And again, I really try to, I struggle with that. I don't understand why we're like that. I don't know whether it's a competitive thing because there's so few women that can make it to the top. Uh, Are they afraid of who's, you know, coming up behind them? Or is it just that they are going to be subservient and take that back seat and not want to rock the boat and just see, you know, let the chips fall where they may? I'm not quite sure what, why that is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, it's happened. People are hindered because of life events. And that should not be the case. hundred percent. But I think it's interesting too, Lauren, like hearing that story, but also hearing what you're going through or, you know, kind of thinking about family planning and things like still to this day, you can't tell me like men who have children or, Oh, babies do. They, they're looked at as how stable and that's great. There, there's no penalty. There's a motherhood tax. Like you have to worry about so much more in terms of time off. Are they going to think I'm not contributing again? Like cases like this behind the scenes conversations. Yeah. It's such an unfair thing that exists. And even I think it's so messed up that so many companies you go, there's no maternity leave per se. You go on short-term disability, disability. That's what it's called. Like that's insane to me that in the U S our maternity leave policy is literally third world. I just think. It's amazing to me that like I'm worrying about these things as we're starting to think about starting a family. I'm constantly worrying about, am I at my new job long enough? Have I made enough oppression? Am I going to lose my accounts if I go on maternity leave? What's that going to look like for me? For Jerry, I don't think it's even a thought. Right. 
there, when we're talking about it and him and I, and start talking about starting a family and what that looks like for us, there's no thought for him about how this is going to affect his work mm-hmm. in any way. Right. None. And it is one of the biggest things I think about is how the impact it's going to have on me and my career and the whole thing. And then I didn't have a kid for a little while to finish my MBA and right. put that on hold while the male counter, my male counter, counterparts in my class were all getting pregnant and they're having their babies. But it was just very interesting to me that I was like, I can't take that on and an MBA at the same time and wanted to push that off. And now we're at this place where it's like, okay, well, how's this going to impact my new job? What's that going to look like? But for Jerry, it's not a thought. It's not no. a thought about how it's going to affect his work. Not at all. You know, that reminds me just um, not too long ago, um, and it was during COVID, I was interviewing a woman mm-hmm. and we were doing a Zoom. And I interviewed her. We had a couple of different interviews and I ended up extending an offer to her, which she took. And I was thrilled. And she was day two and into the job. And I called her to make sure that she got oral equipment yeah. and everything was going. And she said, so, you know, she said, just to firm up, um, I'll be going out on maternity leave on such and such a date. And I said, oh, <laughs> I said, I didn't realize that you were pregnant. Yeah. And she said, oh, didn't I tell you? I must have forgotten to tell you. And my response to her was, no, you didn't tell me, but it wouldn't have made a difference. It, it, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. And we'll plan accordingly. But there was something in her that did not, I think she was truly afraid had she said something, she wouldn't have gotten the she job. She wouldn't have gotten the I job. Don't think I and would've... I couldn't tell. She was on Zoom. Yeah. In a way, that's the best thing, really. I don't know if know, I would have said something. I don't know if I would have. I agree. So I right after college, I lived in New York for almost two decades. And I swear to God, I had friends, in particular in the banking industry, they would take their engagement rings off. They would take their wedding rings off when they were going for interviews because that stereotype is real. They look at you and, you know, you can't ask age in an interview. You can't ask right. marital status, but sure as hell, if you see a ring, they were going to think, okay, she's going to go out on leave. She's that again, mom, th- that's amazing that you are that type of person. I would have told no one because mm. those underlying biases are real. The women that you're coaching, if you had a woman come to you and say, hey, I am pregnant, but I'm on the final interview for this job, when would you tell her the appropriate time is to tell that person? That's a great question. I, I mean, I think to totally answer that properly, I would you know, want a little more context in terms of where they are and what she's disclosed. But I'll be honest with you, Lauren. You I, to get the I offer? think until you get that signed letter, you have no uh, you have no, um, what was I going to say? No druthers or no, yeah. uh, you know, no obligation, obligation to, tell them. to tell them anything. And, you know, it's a sad state of affairs. And I think honestly, like part of me wishes this conversation or our progression was farther along, but I, I think you've got to protect number one. You, you can't go into this. And I just think it's wild that people would take off their wedding rings. It, that's a true story. Yeah. Mm. That's, mm, it's scary though. That's the world we're in. And and I have to say, I feel as, as much of a feminist as I am, I would be lying to you if I sat here and said, I was at a job and still to this day, I have to catch myself because I think we have this systemic bias. When a man says he's leaving work early to go watch his kids play t-ball, my mind immediately goes, oh, what a good dad. Yeah. That's awesome. So supportive. Dude, I yeah. love that. When a woman leaves early to say the same thing, the first thought in my mind, and again, this is my bias, I'm leaving work early again. Mm. I can't leave work early. That is messed up. 
Yeah. That's messed up because we grew up like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just inherent in the culture. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm anti-man. <laughs> I got enough problems. <laughs> well, I mean, there's only two listeners, so who cares? Yeah, two but, of our male. I mean, truly, like when you said, dare I say the word privilege? Yes, of course it's privilege. They don't, privilege is not having to think about these things. They don't, yeah. like even for me, I chose to fro- freeze my eggs. I pay $1,000 a year in storage. God bless I got those no suckers. coverage for no, yeah, insurance, no insurance coverage. coverage. No, again, that was my choice. I am blessed and privileged enough to be able to do that. Yep. And that is the right context of that word. But again, men might, they don't think about that. No. They don't have to even fathom that. So it's it's just wild. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. Like they're not thinking of, oh, when are you too old to have kids? You got to like, you know, yeah. figure it out. I have a question. Eastwood's like 72. No, Mama Vanek, for you, how do we as women, because I think what you do for other women and Jill's friends to help them grow their careers and like help develop them, how can we be better mentors and help each other as women? I really believe that you have to tell women to put themselves out there and just go out and be themselves, be strong in their, you know, their affirmation and what they want. I, the, the women that I talk to, I think that for some reason, that's not how we're groomed. I mean, there's no college course on how to be, and, you know, I'm going to use the word aggressive Mm -hmm. and I don't mean aggressive in a, you know, I'm woman, hear me roar, which I often say to Jill, but I just mean to stand up for what's right. And, you know, let people know what it is that you want. Because you can't read minds. And the other thing is, I think we as women tend to put a lot on ourselves. Yeah. Uh, when we were talking about, when you were talking, Jill, about the dad going to the kids game, I, I think of a different situation. I think a sick child who, mm. you, you know, I've worked with women who have children with catastrophic illnesses. You know, they have a diagnosis of leukemia and they've got to be in the hospital. And yeah, the mom wants to be there. And often the child wants the mom to be there because let's face it, in the role and how they've grown up, they're the more nurturing mm-hmm. one. That, that's just kind of the way it is in most situations, in most cases. And I think that women tend to take on a lot. And sometimes you've got to relinquish that and just let that go. Yeah. I mean, I can remember when I was a working mom And there was a time when my husband was going to school, so he had a lot of downtime. And he would take Jill to, you know, brownies. Mm -hmm. Or I remember once they had a bridging um, (laughs) ceremony, and he, like, pounded her chest with the the pins in (laughs) or something. And I was mortified. And I was like, oh, my God, I needed to be there. But you know what? I didn't need to be there. And I think that as a woman, sometimes you've got to give that up and say, okay, I'm going to do this for my career. Mm-hmm. I can have it all and I can do something for my family. But, you know, I also, if I have a partner or I yeah. come into a mutual agreement, they're going to have to pick up the slack too. And that's something you've got to work out between yourself. So, I mean, I tell people, if you want it, you're going to have to go after it. You're going to have to work for it. And you may have to sacrifice some things to get other things, yeah. but it's a decision you're going to make. 
But I think they have to, you have to be confident in what you're asking for and know what it is you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's nothing worse than the woman who says, I hate this job and, you know, okay, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. I just want to get out. No, that's not good enough. You got to figure it out. Yeah, what's the plan? You've got to be strategic. You've got to be methodical about what you want. And you've got to have the conviction to ask for it. And I just find that a lot of women, and I, maybe I'm bucketing things, but they don't have that skill set. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to know that it's okay as a woman, woman to have that skill set and to ask for that raise or to ask for that promotion or to sit down and say, this is what I want to do in three to five years. Can you help me get there? Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Mm. At least I've not seen it. Jill, now we know why you're a badass. Because mama, mama raised you right. No, and really, I think it's so interesting because- Like, I remember going to take your daughter to work day and I said to her, like, I remember being like 14 and I'm not saying this for everyone. I'm just saying for my relationship and what I saw, you know, I I think, you know, that mom guilt can be real, you know, and just in terms of what you talked about. And I remember saying to her, like, I love that you work. It makes you a better mom. It Mm. makes you seeing truly Lauren, like the way I view the world would be so different if I didn't have my mom. I see her as a whole person. Mm. She's not just my mom. And that's like my biggest fear. You're, you're Billy's mom. You're someone's mom. Yeah. Being a mom, great. And I'm not downplaying that at all. But like I saw her, I got to see her as a complete human being like at work. It, no one gave a shit that she had three kids. Yeah. And that was baller. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's so important to see those examples because you have a hard time believing it unless you see it. Meaning like, I feel bad. Like, I don't know if this is how, if you had friends like this, but I had friends who, like, I never questioned Lauren, like growing up that I would make my own money, that I can make my own decisions, yeah, that no, I no. could like ball out. Never. I knew I never needed a man. Now, I'm not saying I don't want to date or I'm just this stone cold person. Of course, I would love to find a relationship. But again, I don't, I don't need it. But I think our parents instilled those values in us as, I mean, I'm one of two girls. So yeah. it was build into us, whatever we do, do it well and do it the best that you can. Right. And and whatever you're going to do. Right. And that was how we were born. But, and we were raised to go to school and we were given great opportunities to be able to have advancements. And like, it was all about building that network. But I think that was how we were raised was you are expect not expected, but you can have it all. You can do it all. Right. And, but you have to put the work in to make it happen. Exactly. But that was just how we were raised. Exactly. Alice and I, there was never, there was never an opportunity where Alice and I didn't think we could get it because we were women. Like my mom and my dad were very specific about that, that exactly. just because you're women, you can do whatever you, we can go to, I can get whatever D1 scholarship I want. I can go whatever I want to do. And you're right. Maybe it's just the way that you, that you're raised and, you know, kudos to your parents. I like them already. <laughs> um, but it's so true because I remember there was a time, you know, my husband was gone a lot. In fact, I had three babies, literally three babies. The youngest was two weeks old and he went to Antarctic for six months mm. and I was there with the babies. And it was the only time that I, I, I say in quotes, didn't work. I didn't work in a paying job. I'm not kidding you. He came off that plane six months later and I said to him, you got these kids. I've got to find a job. Mm. You know, I don't care what it is, you but I've that. got to find something. And, and my kids laugh at me. I started a little painting business when I, when he was gone, I would do craft shows. Shout out Penguin Productions. Oh, I love Penguin Productions. I had a name and everything, but I just, and part of it was that I'll be honest with you. I 
wanted to make my own money. Mm. I didn't want to have to ask somebody for money. And I know it was ours and my husband was great about, you know, not my money, not it's our money. But there was something in me and I guess it was just the way I was raised and, you know, I was working from the time I was 14 years old. I wanted my own money. I wanted to feel responsible and I wanted to be valued. Mm. I mean, we have, and Jill knows, we have great friends who they're you know, my counterparts, her friend's moms stayed at home. Mm-hmm. They were home 24 seven. Yeah. I, you know, we moved to Puerto Rico and I didn't have a job and I don't know which child it was. It was probably Jill. They came home one day cause I wasn't working. They said, you know, mom, you're really a better mom when you work. <laughs> and honestly, I was not offended. The next day I got in my car And I went up and down the coast of Puerto Rico and I went to pharmaceutical companies asking them if they needed anybody who could teach oncology to their sales forces. And I found a job but because I needed some self-worth. But that's what you you need. That's what I needed. And I think, I mean, obviously it's a topic we could do a whole other podcast about, but I think really what we're talking about here tonight too, and I think you brought up a good point, like people shy away from the subject of money. Money is power. Mm-hmm. Money is freedom. And I think we don't talk about it enough. Like I will never forget. I had a friend and we were out shopping. We were out shopping like with a group of people. I don't even know why. And she saw this watch that she wanted. And she said, oh, I really want this. I was like, awesome. You're going to get it, whatever. And she goes, oh, well, I have to ask Hank. I have to ask. I'm not saying big purchases shouldn't be a joint thing or talk about it, but it was just one of those moments that stuck with me. Like, I never want to have to ask Hank. I'm going to be responsible for my own stuff. And I think a lot of that value and that self-worth is in that. You know you can financially support yourself. And I think it's handcuffed sometimes when you don't or when you can't. Yep. But that's women, a whole other topic. Women supporting women. I love it. I love it. We're, we're supporting you. Oh, Joanne. Thank God Joanne's here with us. Thank God. No, I think this is really powerful to talk and have. I think it's great to see these different generations and talk about it because I think we're still going through some things as women, but having moms like ours that support us and can tell us that we can do anything, I think is so huge. And I think the other thing, the big piece of it is how we lift each other up as women and yeah. not, not knock each other down. Which I agree with 100%. But to me, the bigger question is why are there certain moms like that mm. and certain ones that just can't seem to break the mold. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, to me, that's that's the missing link. And if we knew that, we'd all be millionaires probably, mm-hmm. and the women would rule. Be ruling. But that's the thing for me. I don't understand why some women don't feel like they can in, be empowered. Yeah. And, and do have the what they need to, to do. do. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I, I just don't understand that. I really don't. Well, I think I don't want to speak for people and, you know, I want to say no judgment, but I still think there is that stereotype. I know people who would rather be with someone than be alone. And I think that's a big part of it. Mm. They want to be taken care of. They want to be with someone. They want to be someone's wife. And again, power to you slash not. I can't stand behind that. Slash not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really do think it's, it's a very, a lot of people have that old school mentality. And I think it is not only... it's paralyzing to women in general. And I have a real hard time kind of getting behind that mentality. I do. But that's why maybe if I was a bigger person, but that's why we have the go-to girls to support women and make you, make you independent ladies. We have the go-to girls. I'll tell you one thing, Lauren, as we close out. Yeah. So 
I have a friend and a client in my career business. And I meant to text you this the other day. I was so proud of her. She got a job offer and she was not going to ask for more money. She talked to her dad and her dad said, don't blow it. They offered you the job. It's a good package. Just take it. Don't, don't raise, don't ruffle feathers. Mm -hmm. Swear to God, Lauren, she called me. She goes, Jill, I told my dad, no, no, dad. I listened to the Go To Girls podcast and I'm going to ask for more money. She did damn well. She got, got it. it. Good for her. So I, if we We're change lives. one life, you know We're what? We're changing lives. We're changing lives. But I was like, good on you. Good for her. Good on, good on you. Let's go. You know Let's what? Let's go, ladies. Let's go. I love it. It's, I mean, you know, a lot of generation love. But this was really important. Thank you for coming on because I think it is so valuable, like you said, to learn from like, you know, what, what are we covering here? 50 year period of like how women have progressed and what still needs to be done. Well, I've enjoyed being here and I just want to, I want to know when is the big get together because I want to come. Yeah. Well, the moms are coming. The moms need to wear their sweatshirts and ho and help yes. host the event with us. I have mine with me now. So we actually are meeting with, so guys, we will let you know, we are having the event. We're going to have a networking event. Bring your go-to girl. Um, at Kin Boutique. So you know we're obsessed with Kin, but it's going to be so much fun. We are going to do a live podcast and then the shop will be open. We're ironing out details, but January, February, we are doing it at Kin and we're going to be able to announce that date next podcast. The go-to moms will be there in their sweatshirts ready to meet well, everybody. I have another question though before I go. I know you put out a, a questionnaire about new merchandise. What suggestions did you get? Oh, the, what's the, what they want the sweatshirt to say for you? That you always say to me? Oh, you know. Wait, no. What do I always say? You know. You said it tonight because I. Oh, I know. It's my like tick. It's my language tick. But we got a. You know, we got a lot of people want. You know Right? Do you know what I mean, Lauren? Do you know what I mean? That can be one. You know what people want? Black hats. Black hats. We got multiple black hats and beanies. G two G. I mean, they didn't say what they wanted on. They just said we would wear. We would rock a black hat. A black hat. You know who we need to talk to about this? No joke, Joey. She'll know, she'll be able to like give yeah. us yeah, yeah, yeah. merch tips yep. on what we should um, make. But we got a lot of hats. Well, have, yeah, because I think we need to have merch at the event. And crew neck um, sweatshirts. Obviously. Bo both of those were like big Obviously. pole winners. She'll be there. Mama Vanek will well, be there. I'll wear a hat if I get one. <laughs> we'll load her up with all the gear. Have the I, moms. Have I earned a hat? <laughs> Mama Vanek and Mama, yes. Mama Whalen will just be in decked out in their go-to girls gear, like checking everybody in oh, for us. Full blown, they'll be there. We're and John, excited. the cop will come as a bouncer. Yeah. We'll have the whole. Ryan, the ex will be there. We'll have everybody there. Big time. We'll have everybody. We'll Big bring time. in the whole crew. But no, we're so excited. Oh yeah, Ryan. I'll bring the bottle of whiskey. Ryan brought the Vanix a bottle of whiskey. I know, yeah, but we're nice? just friends. We're just friends. Everybody. We are just friends. He has a we're new. He has a new lover. Nah, -uh. I can't believe I just said lover. <laughs> He's a lover. Yeah, a lady. Well, I mean, I I'm assuming lady of the night. He he'll get. He doesn't listen. He would get so mad if I said that. Wait, so Ryan's dating somebody? Yeah, but I think we should tell the whole story next podcast because okay. there's um. There's some other things I think. Yeah, and involved. I think we need a little bit of a dating update from you next podcast because I think everyone's dying uh, to know what you've been doing with your dating life. It's not we, great. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll have updates for you. <laughs> next week, everybody, tune in. Thank you for listening today. Thank you so much to Mama Vanek for being here. You guys know the drill. Go to girlspodcast.com. Check out the website, Instagram, go to girlspodcast. And as always, as it's the holiday season of giving. Yes, it is. Give us those five stars mm. and give us a review. There's not Please. much we need in life, but we need that. 
Oh, Mama Van. Can I we don't like, know how to give a review. We, I've tried five times. Can you sit her down tonight and help her do a review, for God's sakes? I'll sit you down and help you do a review. We'll do the review. Yes. Give the gift of giving. We would love that for Christmas, for Hanukkah, for any holiday. Tis that would be great. Tis, Tis the, the season. season. We will be back in your ears next week. We love you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.